So turn yeah. turn the mic to just face you. That's it. Just turn. It. Yeah. Just and just Linda, move it whatever you want to move it. That's all. And just get comfortable. It's good. I want just I want to hear your voice like levels. I'm hearing. You hearing me all right here? Hey, all right. You're kind of low. So, why are you, uh, why am I so low? Low, low, low. Test, test, test. Gee. Testing, testing. That's good. But you, is, so I'll just you're just, used to this stuff. There we go. That's better. Not if you really. could be talking yeah, okay. like that, that's I'm going to be talking loud. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a don't veteran. A, don't ask me too many technical questions, and I'll tell you why. Is my head is exploding with, with so much information, I can't right. even find all my stuff. It's fine. Okay, so we're, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start things. We're gonna, okay, we're just going to get into it right away, but i got to do a little bit of house cleaning, keeping yep, yep, things, yep, yep. stuff. That's it. You but um, Linda, Linda's back on the show. Great to be here. <laughs> You're not going to make me sing, but you no, know what? No, no, no. I was just telling Jim that you did a, a beautiful rendition of Bob Marley. Yeah, Three Little Birds. Yeah, it was a great tune. You actually should get a chance if you get it. She did, it was, I, I would little, say it's one of the top five intros of all the guests that we've had. I'm a little bit off key in that one, but you know what? Today would have been perfect if I would have rehearsed. Gordon Lightfoot, Rainy Day People. Cold Rainy, rainy, rainy Day, day, day People would have been, been a, a great one. day So you today. want to go ahead and just start? I can't. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't put you on the spot. So, all right, we have Linda back for uh, Livable Environment, right? And also on social media, it's at livable underscore by underscore design and also at livable Canada. Correct. And then the website is livablecanada.com. And also to reach you is linda at livablecanada.com. A lot of livables there. A lot of, a lot livables. of livables. But there's a lot of like livable. And we're going to talk about wellness. We're going to talk about a bunch of your home environment, your age. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff yep. today. We're going to talk about our age. Why would we do that? Our young age. Oh, our, our young, young age. age. <laughs> our young age. But I just, so Linda, normally we, we get a lot of fan mail and they just come at us and, and stuff like that. So I actually want to just do a quick shout outs to VentureX Oakville for the office space that we're, we're recording the podcast it's today. cool space. Which is a really cool space. So get, you know, check them out guys again at Venture Oakville. And then I also want to let everybody know that I was at, uh, at Oliver Lumber today picking up $2,000 worth of ePay. Um, What'd you get? Two pieces. <laughs> yeah. You, you could fit it in the back of a trunk, I guess. You know, it wasn't a lot, but I was dropping it off to Gary at Mayor's Carpentry. Oh yeah. So he's going to be building these two olive tree planters for me for a client that belongs to Ian from at Gale Force Masonry. So nice. it was the power of the social media. Ian reached out to me, asked me. I reached out to Gary. I, I facilitated everything. I picked up the lumber and dropped it off to Gary. I had a chat with him in an espresso. And then we got talking a little bit about tools. There was a little jab at Bosch. There was a little jab <laughs> at Makita. But then, uh, you know, I left the wood there. And, and uh, it's beautiful wood. It was it's, all wet. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's very expensive. And they're going to build these beautiful planters. And then Ian will get them and give them to the client. And the client That's will great. be happy. So I just want to give them a shout out. Now we have a question here, Jim, just for us. Daryl Kwan at DK underscore tile. Hey, Manny, huge fan of the, your podcast. Been following you guys for years and love your attitude towards our industry. That's nice to hear. Very hey? nice. Listening to the podcast has made me work towards being a better contractor and worker overall. Lots of perspectives. I had, a th I had not thought about gets brought up on almost every episode and i honestly just want to thank you for doing the podcast and being who you are nice. i knew about your podcast from your ig but never got into listening to it until a buddy of mine was on one of the recent episodes after i listened to that episode i started from the beginning and i almost i'm almost caught up with the latest not sure if you still do q a's jim we always do q &As, always man Q &As. we love the q &As. the best way i will you'll love it right so uh but i have a question if you don't mind answering, when your books are full for, let's say, for the next four months, 
and the job you are currently working on has a bunch of change orders and additions. Assuming the payment from the client is not an issue, how do you deal with telling your next clients that you can't start on the date that you had said you would start because of the additions on the current job? If the additions take an extra month, how do you deal with that? Thanks again for the podcast. Listen to it every day, and I would love to be on the on an episode one day, but I don't think my anxiety would allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of anxiety for all of us, Daryl. Yeah. So, Jim, how do we tell the upcoming client that our current client doesn't want to let us go? See, I think that's it's a slippery slope. It is, eh? Who do you treat better, or who do you? Well, I don't think it's anything about treating anybody better. It's just you know, I I think you gotta you gotta deal with them both. And if it was me, I would probably deal with them both. Say, okay, look, I got to push you two weeks to the person that I'm supposed to start. And then the one that I've already at the job, I'm going to say, you're just going to have to hang on a little bit because I've already got this scheduled. You did not let me know. I want to do the work, but hopefully you understand that I also have another client. So give the current a little give ask for a little bit from the new one i think so and then balance it and then don't make yeah. it go past a month or so kind of come up yeah. with a window and i think it, and if you've got a good relationship with your current client they should understand they totally you're running understand. a business i mean they totally should understand right you can't push them off and in, in risk of losing them then what now you got a blank it's true and you got to stay busy right yeah. as he says you got to keep your books completely open and then yeah. all of a sudden but you got to take care of current you got to take care of the company and i think people understand look this is a business of always since you're here giving and take right yeah while you're here yeah when you do yeah. that right yeah i think i think communication is really important i remember my dad was a stonemason landscaping contractor and he would run into that a lot and the phones would be ringing at home, and he wouldn't yeah. answer them, and I'd have to answer them, and I'd have to take the you know take balance the heat. and take the heat. <laughs> so you know you're going to get heat one way or another. It's just going to get worse if you ignore it or you try to. You Communication know, would be the best. Communication's yeah. the best. Yeah, thing. it's it's the nature of the beast of what it we is. deal with and what we work in. It's yeah. just we rely on so many other people, plus the client to get things done. And if nobody's making their decisions, and then we're relying on the suppliers to. To have what we need and the trades scheduling the trades, theirs right yeah. so now and yeah. now throw this on yeah our new world there's going to be delays so daryl hopefully that helps you out a little bit but that's yeah, how I we would, would you know it. what daryl I, I would just uh, i would uh, i would try to you know half on to your current and half on to your to your to your new client just come you know, push them a little bit if you yeah. can i would imagine in this industry you probably already have that conversation with your new clients when you first talk to them about but as you scheduling. get that first day yeah. though yeah. the thing is what if that first day gets pushed a little bit what I if know. that last job you had you need an extra day or two and that day or two turns into a week right. but you're right communication on both sides just yeah. speak to both parties and just let them know listen i'm gonna have to leave and i'm gonna have to start mm -hmm. and that's it and i think both parties will be happy at that point it's the best you can do it's all yeah. we can do okay great now yeah. Let's get on with the show. I love it. I love All being right. here. Thank you so much for uh, having me back, Manny. And Thank you. for like, We've been chatting for so many times, right? And I know that you wanted to come on and talk to Jim. And you guys have a little bit of history. Yeah, back in the we day. haven't seen each other in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and you haven't changed. You haven't aged. You haven't changed oh, at all. Thank you. I cannot believe it's this. It's all makeup yeah. and mirrors. It's all like is lighting. It is? is all it is. Yeah, we, we still get them in makeup, even though it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't tell them. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, he's looking good. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, so. Linda, uh -huh. it's all over to you. Like, let's talk a lot about this wellness, and especially with 
what's been going on in the world for the long, long, long oh, time. And it's accelerated this. So last time I was on, we talked a little bit about aging in place. Had a yeah. lot of your um, your listeners reach out to me and I was able to help and guide them. But since uh, that last podcast, I was really special. I mean, special. I'm you special. are so special. <laughs> I was really, I was especially focused on wellness and, and COVID is certainly... Um, escalated that. In my previous role at the International Center, when I ran the SOFA showrooms, we were looking at um, wellness in the home through furniture. We were looking at the formaldehyde and all the toxins that were in furniture, and we were talking about the paints and the off-gassing, the VOC. So it, Do people still even discuss those these days? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Still very much. Because there's, you know what it is? There's, there's a lot of information out there, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lack of knowledge and we're all so busy. We don't have that time to really look at it and do a deep dive. Is it, I mean, on off mic, like Jim, we, before we started, like we were talking about, is it misinformation or is it marketing driven? Is it it's dollar a driven? It's a combination of everything. Do we have too many different brands coming in saying my product's the best and my product's the best? And I think we always have. And we yeah. always will. So you have to, you so have who to, do you listen to, you have to be educated yourself to some degree. So that's why I went and, and became what, what we call well AP certified. And that's a certification, or I should say it's not a certification. We certify buildings. We, uh, we accredit people. And so I went and I got my accreditation through the International Well Building Standards. And so if you're not familiar, look it up or just go to wellcertified.com. That's in the U.S.? It originated in the U.S. Actually, it was, the, it was um, Paul Shala. He is the CEO of Delos. Okay. And he started this, and that it's got to be going back about 10, 15 years when it first started. But it was kind of that transition after LEED. We were looking at LEED, sustainable buildings, but we weren't thinking about people. And where we're really seeing this moving forward was in the commercial sector or the workplace sector. And so you're looking at cap, uh, companies like Apple that are spending billions of dollars to keep their employees healthy. And what they found is by, you know creating a, a, a healthier environment and looking at all the aspects within that environment, they were getting productivity, they were getting reduced um, sickness, like they were really, it was re the, the individuals that worked in those buildings were thriving, but they were looking at it from a people perspective as opposed to a building perspective. But they also have a different way of working now, right? They don't, I know my daughter, my daughter is a millennial and, and, uh, and her company, they don't even give them, shouldn't say they, they give them whatever holiday they want. Like, it's not like you have three weeks every year. It's not as strict as it was right. when we were, take, when I was working in the corporate right, world. Yeah, yeah. It, it's changed. Like, take what you want because their philosophy is that, you know, after two weeks, you're going to go, oh, you know, I'm tired of being home or away. And then come back. Can and, you really do that and in it construction? Has, and it actually... Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> but it actually works. It does. And not only do they do that, but they also give you what you call free address in your in your built, in, you know, in your offices. Right. I'm taking that information and looking at it from what can we do in the home to increase wellness in the home. And so a lot of what they teach you in the well building standards and through that well certification, even though it is commercial predominantly, you're learning about air, indoor air quality, you're learning about water. You're learning about uh, comfort, which includes your thermal and your acoustics. We're talking fitness, encouraging people to use stairs and, and you know, those type of things. We're talking about mind. Right. So, you know, that, that whole that whole connection to nature and biophilia and, and how that makes you feel. And so right now, the well standard that I the exam I wrote was seven concepts. They're moving it up to 10 now. They're looking at materials and others. But what's really exciting is and it's been driven by the by 
demand is, is that they're actually creating a well certification for homes. And I'm on that committee, and that will come out in about, I think it's going to be out in about two years. So what wow. we're going to have is, is that guide or that manual, which you can get for free. Go and download it right now from wellcertified.com for free, Well Building Standards. And you can learn about, you know, what you need to do in, in, to improve indoor air quality. You know, what are those particular matter and those pollutants that are inside of our homes or, or right now inside of our commercial right. spaces. But a lot of it is the same stuff that we have in our homes. Have right. they, like recently with the whole pandemic going on, have they, are they factoring that in now? Because the amount of time that people have been staying at home? Oh, yes. Or that's not a factor just yet. They haven't been able to kind of... We talk about it, but it's in it's it's more or less in there. Because I, mean, I guess they're not they're not talking exactly the home, yeah. but that is coming. But I guess coming. before the pandemic, people on average would spend maybe what twelve hours at home, including sleeping hours. I was, just, I, I was just going to say that. Like, if how you, long do if they you spend do the math? I think you do sixty five percent of your time is spent you in know, your home. Probably, yeah. Ninety percent of See, our time I, I, is I indoors. Don't know if, I don't know if it would be. I, you know, if you I mean your weekends are, is what makes that percentage it's true higher but yeah. if you think about the five day week you get up at seven you leave in most cases people don't come home until five or six yeah you could do the math right? i'm not i'm not a math person Maybe but I, I but what i can tell you is is that we spend 90 percent of our time in a building right and we weren't born in a closed environment yeah in a closed environment yeah. and i mean as in as our in our dna we weren't born into buildings we were born into nature and so you know our connection to nature is a really important one and it's yeah. surprising that we spend so much time indoors and then when you look at the indoors and what you learn from and now keep in mind the well building standards and 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 wellness of certification it's based on science, a lot of scientific information. They spent millions of dollars gathering this information and putting it together. And it's a great resource. And I, I absolutely enjoy the opportunity to have that resource because it really teaches you about the environment that you're working in and that you're building for your clients. Why it's important for you to know this is this is where we're moving towards. COVID has escalated it. The consumers are not quite educated there, but we're starting to hear about, you know, for instance, indoor air quality. Um, you look at the kitchen, it's one of the most polluted areas in the home, but you can't uh, neglect the other areas, especially the where, where you're sleeping. So you're thinking you're buying, you know, for instance, a mattress, a really great foam mattress, and meanwhile you're laying on a product that's off-gassing toxins all the time. Now I know you're listening. All these new beds. Yeah, all these new. I was going to ask you. Be cautious. Are yeah. they? You have to be. You have to ask they're those questions. They're marketed really well. There you go. <laughs> that's what you talk about. But they're not all well. They're, they're not all they're good. They're not really good beds? Well, I don't want to say they're not good beds, but what are they made out of? I have no idea. Exactly. Like, how do you find that out? Well, I thought the tag. Doesn't the, the tag, tag say it? The tags do. But, but, but you start asking those questions. And so for most of your listeners are not going to be specifying beds. They're going to buy them for themselves. But you're looking at that whole environment and, and you know, and how you're building it and the materials that you're purchasing and, and specifying. And even the designs that you create can actually impact your client's health. So ultimately, if you think about it, you as trades can actually improve the quality of people's health within those spaces that you're renovating, modifying, or building new. By choosing or certain materials. Choosing materials. And this is not a new discussion you've had, be you've had this no. discussion yeah. before, but it's becoming more and more of a conversation and it's filtering into mainstream and it's filtering into the consumers. And at some point we're going to see more and more consumers asking those questions. And so it's only logical for the trades to, to start to educate themselves on it. It's kind of difficult, though. You, you've got a showroom of products, and you've got a mix match of products, and then you've got products that are good and bad, and then you've got price point. 
and ultimately yeah, clients will choose the price, price point. So, I mean, are you purchasing a price pointed product that's actually not a healthy product? But you're always going to get that. You're always going to get that. But here's the thing is, is that if it's my project and you're working for me and wellness is important to me and we already have what you might call a progressive condition, maybe we've got bronchial problems, you know, allergies right. or whatever, and I want to look after my family or my grandchildren or my children, for the cost of that, if you at least give me the option and say, listen, this is what we've got in your budget, but if wellness is important to you, you may want to consider this. It's going to cost you X amount of dollars more. We all know that when it comes to a new build, it's going to be a lot cheaper to do it for a new build when you're... At the time. Yeah. yeah. As opposed actually, to trying she, to modify Linda later. Linda just gave me an idea about possibly incorporating a wellness budget options because if you have a conversation with your clients going listen we we understand that you want to choose these types of hardwood or these types of tile or or whatever the environments maybe consider the bedroom environments right and maybe consider certain types of paints certain areas certain types of drywall and then factor that in and present it to the client so is there is there somebody like a designer but a wellness Person. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, You're that, speaking that, to her. No, but that, that they're client? starting to come. They're right. starting to but show up. You know up. where I'm going. I with know this, where right? you're going with this. Like, as a matter can of- my client phone up Linda and say, "Okay, yes, Jim's building me a house. What are these? What are you know? What what options do I have?" There are, and yes, I do that. I do it really for the trade. But if you had a client and you and you pointed them in my direction, I'd be happy to talk to them. But What's really exciting is we actually have a builder right now building the first wellness homes in Canada. Don't know, Andrew Guido, Earth Homes, E-R-T-H dot com homes. He's got two projects on the go. He's purchased two properties, one in luxury level, one in mainstream or, or you know, moderate priced. And <laughs> two, <he's> million. A- <laughs> yeah, two million. Yeah, two million. Here in Toronto? In Toronto, but um and, Your starter and home. So <laughs> exactly. But but every aspect of that home will be built from uh, all the materials. He he's looking at all the materials and building the true wellness home. Now, we can't do that with every single home. We'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to have a complete wellness home, but everything from the paint to everything that he specifies, he's a building biologist, so he really understands this. Has so, he given you a rough idea on what We're not there yet. Cost? Okay. Yeah, I would I'm imagine. Curious. You know what? It's if you're in the luxury market, it's um, something that's happening right now in the luxury market and they've got that dollar to spend. But there's a lot of things that we can do to create wellness in the home that are not going to cost. Things like using the proper lighting. So when I talk about wellness, don't just think about the air quality. You're looking at your lighting, too. So you want to create that circadian lighting because the circadian lighting, when we've had those discussions in the past with uh, the design community, it's often like remove the blue light from your bedroom, take the digital. No, that's not what circadian lighting is. Circadian lighting is keeping your circadian rhythm in check from the moment you wake up in the morning till when you go to sleep. It's your natural DNA. It's within you. And so you want to. This isn't a color temp lighting thing this is something it's, else it's it, it's a difference of the uh, of the color lighting the temperature okay. and that. so it has and something to do with the color. yeah so, yeah. Did, okay. so you're looking well, at all may, of those maybe we should just understand what circadian lighting is sure. for most of people listening may not even have a clue what it aren't is. They the, the critics that or the crickets that rub their legs together <laughs> is that what it, we're talking chirping about? away chirping <laughs> away you know what it's your it's your natural um biological clock inside that's all it is okay. simple as that you wake up at a certain time you wake up at, at at dawn you start to get tired at dusk 
get re prepare for sleep, you have that good night's sleep, and you wake up refreshed the next morning. And when people say to you, I only need two hours sleep or four hours sleep, you know what? You're fooling yourself, buddy, or whoever you are. Um, because you do need, you need, you need to get, you need to get proper sleep because that's when your body restores itself. Understanding lighting, and there's a lot of great lighting experts out there that are specializing in this, and that you can just Google it and find information on it. But something as simple as just understanding the lighting or looking at ways to incorporate nature through natural lighting, like skylights or bigger windows. Hey, you know, I've got a 1953 bungalow in Scarborough, and what all I want to do is swap those windows out and make them bigger. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to, I don't want to even make them wider as much as I want to make them taller to add more light and just to have that connection to nature. Even elements like... That's visual and also like sensory-wise. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And you've got the benefit of the light coming in. You've got that visual connection to nature. There's scientific evidence. It's, it's all about science now. Science mm -hmm. and design and science in the built environment are really coming together Jeez, now. I thought the world was built around influencers. Uh -huh. No, no, no. The influencers are taking a back seat now. No. But you're, you're totally right. There's nothing better than... Like even this morning, waking up and you look outside to the backyard and you see that green, green grass and green green vegetation outside yeah. and you're like thinking it actually gives you a warm fuzzy feeling it by does, looking at that but you don't even realize it it's you in your subconscious yes the sunlight coming through yes. you know it just kind of gives you that energy when you've got a gray gloomy day and you're singing rainy day people today you're not feeling so so <laughs> <With> motivated snow. <laughs> yeah with or snow. snow it was snow in some areas but i totally agree with you i mean and that so you should be factoring that in when you're looking at you're it. looking at that you're yeah. looking at the thermal comfort within the space you're looking at you know acoustics huge huge opportunity there for for any of your what's listeners the biggest too. gripe from any client when you first build a house and you wrap it up and you start enjoying your home the first thing is i can hear people outside i can hear right. people on the sidewalk i can hear yeah. this but there's a lot of stuff that you didn't do acoustically that prevented this stuff right exactly so, so you're getting that noise pollution coming in yeah. or light pollution or whatever and i mentioned it to the gym before where i definitely want to do a science-based acoustical podcast in the near future i got the people for you you, you got to introduce us i really want because the thing is there's marketing products out there that are saying that they're amazing acoustical products but it's not so much the product as much as the assembly of the products. True. Yeah. That's what you have to, and that's where I want the scientists, I want the Bill Nyes to come in here and start talking about that. Yeah, you want the science guys. Yeah, that's important. I don't want the marketing guys at that point. No, because you know what? I'm a marketing person, so I can take any bad product <laughs> and turn it around. Exactly. I and love make marketing, it, but make it, sell yeah. it. <laughs> but that's not what we're doing here. What we're doing is, is we're starting to pay attention to the products that we are selecting. We're asking better questions. Yes, prices is is a factor in it, but we're asking, you know, what is it made out of? How does it work? You know, we're, we're, we're wanting to know more of that than just kind of relying on those marketing brochures to, oh, yeah, hey, I'll buy this product. If you can't replace all the windows in the home for, for acoustics, you want to at least do the bedrooms. So there's an opportunity your right there. Your sleeping areas, it's yeah. Your sleeping areas, you know, and so you're looking at that. You're looking at uh, even color. Color plays a really important role Color the space. Wall, wall colors? Yep. And what kind of, you want to stay away from what, darker tones? It's not that. It's not about that. It's about how your environment makes you feel. I'm going back to science. Okay. So we're moving away from the trends. So the, eight, sorry, HGTV. But if you're an HGTV follower, you know, and you're following the trends. We hey, love that's, HGTV. That's, that's, that's great for you. But science tells us. In the real us, world. In the real world. <laughs> It's, you know, it's about how your environments make you feel. Right. 
I particularly like to be in a darker environment. I really like the darker walls and I cannot thrive because I'm an energy, high energy person. I'm out there. I'm speaking to people when we used to go out and, uh, and even now on the phone, I'm, you know, I'm doing 12 hours at my desk. And then when I need to calm down, I need to be in a darker environment. And what's really interesting is so that I, calms you down. It calms me down, but it might not calm you down. Right. So it's so not it depends on you, the person. You have to figure out what kind of person you are. Yeah, and you have to have those conversations with your clients. What about a couple? Like, how do? You, what if you are black and white? Kind of that. There's compromises. There's compromises. Okay. There's spaces that you're. You know, it's her space, it's, his space. It's funny that you know? you know that you say that because the the house that I built. Not a few years ago, and and I just did it white. Chantilly lace? The whole, no, not chantilly. <laughs> Simply white. Oh, I know house, that color. <laughs> right? The whole house in white. And then I just did black windows, this and that. Like, I'm pretty calm, like a not a super high energy, just... Right? There's something good about that. There's something good about that. So that house, I felt great in. Because I think what you were saying you need something like darker walls to bring you down i think that you need something to maybe bring you up a little that bit brings you up right yeah. and i was totally happy in there so it was like a nice serenity kind of have you yeah. have you ever gone into a space where you feel like oh my god i could i love this space or uh, conversely oh my gosh like this place is just like not not my kind of environment that's yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah you know, you walk into a place and you just know you feel it feels right. Or so, how it do you discover that? How do you? You know, it, it's 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 very personal. Yeah, it's that individual, and and those are those conversations that you're having when you're having with the um, those conversations with your clients, because you can't just go in if you want to just create what you're seeing in a magazine or seeing on TV. And we hear it all the time. I hear it from the designers all the time. We went and we did this beautiful space, and the client, you know, is ends up hiring another designer because they like just it. there's something wrong with the space yeah. but i can't put my finger on it that's what it is it's usually the color and it could be the lighting too within that yeah. space so it's the wellness so you know what that contributes everything contributes to wellness because okay so you got let me explain it like this you've got two nervous systems you've got your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system one is your fight and flight and the other one is your it boosts your serotonin it's where you want to where you want to be where you want to stay that's what you're trying to achieve you want to you want to calm that individual down you don't want to increase their their cortisol and, and spike their cortisol and make them feel anxious within that environment and so by bringing a lot of nature and believe it or not wood grain just has a, a calming effect it does you know there's a lot of elements um from nature that we can bring into our environments that really can calm us down because that's natural right it's and because we are from nature right, right. it's in our it's in it's our dna inheritance that's what we've inherited what does and that so, say about certain people that go that ultra material or ultra modern materialistic kind of view very very cold i've always liked it as an image as an as you're a, talking the minimalist design yes. and and i'm like but it does it doesn't look so warm and inviting i think i would just be really tense in that environment just me personally. i used to think that's what i wanted and then and? when i got into those environments you're absolutely right i feel really tense like i feel like oh my god nothing can be disturbed and you know there's there's the other end of it too if you have too much clutter that increases stress too it does so you know these are the things kinds of things that you're learning under the big umbrella of wellness wellness is a, is a big umbrella and it covers all these different types of things are you doing it per room that has to somehow connect per the whole house 
Is that the idea? You can do it per room because okay. your living room, lighting, your living room, and what you do in that space is going to be different than what you're going to do in the kitchen area. It's going to be different than what you're doing in the office. You just have to be aware of, of these. And you may not, you might work with your designer on this, or you might work with the homeowner in identifying those, those I spaces. I think it's got to flow somehow. It's got to flow. You're right. not going to do it completely. But it's the idea of paying attention to the opportunity that has now presented itself right. through and COVID. And I don't necessarily mean flow from a design no. point of view, but more flow from a personal you. point of yeah. view. Yeah, and it you're, will. Yourself, right? Yeah, it, and, it, and it will. But, you know, with so many more people working from home, you know, my office area is very different than my bedroom area. I want that bedroom to be, you know, really calm and serene and, you know, and, and so if you can create that sleep sanctuary and if you're going to look at people like, uh, you know, who's doing that well is um, our friend over at uh, Hummingbird Hill Homes, okay. Aaron Miller. If you haven't met him, I, I encourage you to meet him, but he's doing that sleep sanctuary. Then you've got others that are becoming circadian lighting specialists. They might be a contractor or, or, or a designer or, you know, working in the trades, but they've found that niche and they're bringing it in. And they're demonstrating to their clients, you know what, this is that that differentiator that I'm bringing to you versus the next guy who's not even thinking about your wellness. Yeah. So, you know, the whole idea of this of this discussion today is just to make your listeners aware that wellness is becoming top of mind within the built environment. In two years time, we should have that wellness certification for homes. There's information out there. There's there's opportunity to learn out there. There's tons of material. But it's just being aware that, you know, you can do something about the air quality within your client's home. Radon testing. How many of them actually do radon? And I know they people don't. say, yeah. people say, oh, that's just northern Canada. But it's actually not, no. you know, or the Hearing dampness. It's starting more and more. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. We're hearing yeah. more and more about it. Yeah. Or, or look at mold and mildew. Yeah. Look at that does to you. If you've got that dampness in a, in a in home. In the airborne and everything. Yeah. 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 That's all part Basement under the umbrella. apartments and Exactly. And you're not factoring that in. There's, there's a couple of things. So I guess you also should be factoring in your day lighting scheme and also your night lighting scheme. Absolutely. Right? Because you need to figure out what each room is going to feel like day and night with lighting or not with lighting. Right? Yeah. Natural versus artificial. And the other thing is that there's a new store that opened up down on Queen Street, Queen West, right at the corner of Niagara and Queen. Okay. It's just a plant store. But the way they've set it up, they've got every imaginable plant inside this environment. They have certain types of lighting designed for the whole thing that just amplifies the greenery of all these plants. Mm -hmm. And when you're actually on the sidewalk and you're looking in, it literally is a calming approach to just look at something. Because you're in Queen Street, which is a hustle and bustle and so many yep. different shops, concrete sidewalk and everything like that, and TTC driving back and forth. It literally is, it's almost like a stop and smell the roses kind of situation. Yeah. And it's very, very soothing. So I'm assuming you're also talking about a lot of plants and key plants. Can be. A lot of times people think biophilia is just strictly putting a plant into a room. Like we've got this nice little plant sitting here, this plastic plant, this green plant. Right by the hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, but, but you know what? It's it, it's more than just the, the plant. But the, the plant can pay, play an important role. And we're seeing, you know, more and more that connection to outdoors, building that, that vegetable garden, the agri you know, we're even seeing like I have um, some good friends over at uh, greenroofs.org and they talk about green roofing in the cities and, and adding more green roofs to to the big concrete buildings. And, and what's cool is, is when they show you kind of a before of what a city, you know, looks like without the greening and then adding the greening in you just looking at that picture, you can immediately feel the, yeah. the calmness yeah. come over yeah. you. And so, so it's something that I just want your listeners to be aware of because this is all starting to, to come to the forefront and, and there's opportunities there for us to really improve the built environment, especially the homes 
for our clients. Is it fair to say, Linda, that home automation is the Darth Vader of this wellness kind of world? Or not? No, I think it's playing some a great part. As a matter of fact, at the Livable Environment Conference in uh, October, we will have a new feature that will be uh, tech for the home. Okay. Because there's so many great um, opportunities with technology that are going to make your life simpler. So what we're looking at is we're looking at not just safety and security. We're looking at ease of use. We're looking at nobody wants to, I don't want to wake up to that screeching alarm clock, but if I've got that, you know, sound of, of a gently waking you up, like the Japanese are very good at this. Yeah. And, you know, looking at those different things or looking at ways to, your lighting can actually be programmed so that it, you know, comes, you know, starts to um, dim when it, you know, later in the day so yeah. that you're not having to manually you're do it. You're mimicking nature. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. Right. So yeah. even with our, we're into May now, we're, we're having very much earlier mornings now and yeah. you see that creep of sunlight coming into your house and it starts to illuminate your house without actually hitting a switch. Yeah. And you're and, doing the reverse to that. And then look at the technologies in the bathroom and all these different products that are coming in to create those aromatherapy. Yeah. We've got sound therapy. We've got heat therapy. So that's all kind of connected. So another really great discussion to have is the connected home because a lot of people think it's that doorbell and that Nest thermostat no, that you've got no. in there. And that's not what the connected home is. And, you know, and so bringing an integrator into your projects and helping you, you know, understand and, and work with an integrator so that you've got that whole home integrated so it can truly be a connected home but that's you know there's a lot of benefits for for what's happening in the whole there's discussions now uh, amongst the architect community which I'm very much involved with that talk about artificial intelligence and so you know how is the future of where our home is going and and kind of that autonomous health care and how are we going to see like think about this we're in COVID. We see how badly we're still, we're the only city in North America locked down. Our health care <laughs> system is is like at the brink of, of bursting. We don't have the funds. We don't have the money. What if we could, instead of being reactive, that we were proactive in, in our health and everything begins at home and create better environments at home, but then also look at how our homes could be restorative for us so that if we do end up sick, that we can you know, recover or recuperate at home as opposed to recuperating in a, in, in a hospital. And we don't want to prematurely end up in a facility, a long-term care facility or whatever. So what could we be doing in our homes? And I think that, that Health Canada and, and many of the other health, um, you know, people that are in the health um, world are looking at ways to push it more towards back to the home. And so what does that stay, mean? Stay in the home, right? Stay yeah, in the yeah, home. Yeah. And, and so what does that mean? It means that we got to look at the trades. We got to look at you to build those for us. We don't know. And I, as a consumer, I wouldn't know anything about give you the information. Give me the information. For then you can do your own homework and make a decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is where everything's going. So you're going to get those early adapters that are going to jump into this and want to learn about it and use this as a differentiator for their own business. And you know what? And there's something gratifying to know that you've done something well for your customers and you've been paid for it. You can charge more for it. Like when you, you know, if you're an expert in this wellness world, you can charge more because guess what? Your client isn't going to find that information so quickly on Wayfair. They can't just go to Wayfair and buy it, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's true. you know, you've got, you're the expert, but that window will, is only going to be a short window before we start to see a lot of people jumping into the well world. And what I say, we're going to see well washing like we saw green washing when lead came out. You yeah, know, but green never really took off no because it was kind of commercial it was big it was expensive it was about the building now it's about us now it's mm. about my home and when you think about it you know what if we spend if 80 to 90 percent of our environments affect our health and our homes are our biggest investment 
Wouldn't it make sense to it kind does. of invest totally. in a in a well environment for at least for your home? God knows what you're doing when you're sending your kids and your family out into the world and, right. and into you know public schools or into other buildings. I don't know, but at least I know that my environment is is moving towards a well environment. I mean, it makes sense now because I mean, most of my clients now are are saying this is you know the house that we build. You're going to either carry me out of it <laughs> or yeah. right and, yeah, me in and, it. And, for sure. and, and so they're you know they're already preparing for that that maybe it's as simple as you know from a building point of view put the master bedroom on the main floor or let's put an elevator in so when the time comes i can't use the stairs anymore i have an elevator yeah. and and you know just that way of thinking is heading that you know well and we've been we've been talking about that for a long time the the national association of home builders in the u.s had the the certified aging in place training program for 25 years now i'm cap certified i'm also clip certified which is kind of an evolution and the canadian home builders association is going to launch a new adaptive home course that should be ready by september and it is all canadian and and that's what's great about it because a lot of the courses we have to take now we have to go to the states right it's very skewed american and it's you know they're they are a different market than we are but what's important is, is that America yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> canada's always been great right? Yeah, that's right. Um, we don't have to make it great yeah, we're, we're great no but but what you're Political. saying what, what you're saying there jim is, is is exactly what we're talking about in in that whole aging in place like why is my bathroom door 24 inches and i'll give you an example i, I never so, understood that honestly so i, I got i got a house in port dover we bought it because it had the elevator uh, shaft was put in there. We stacked the closets, so we didn't need the elevator right away. Main bedroom, uh, uh, there was a bedroom on the main floor with a full washroom, but it was not wheelchair accessible. You couldn't do that radius turn in the doors. Right. And and I never thought of this. We I was working with the builder. You know, we were talking about all these elements, and I kind of just said, you know what you're doing. You know, I'll see you when I I'll, here. I'll, I'll pay the check, and you know, I'll write the check, yeah. and, and and I'll be Tell happy to move. Tell me, yeah, I'm moving in. And we've got we were in there probably about six months. I started thinking about this whole elevator thing, which has a 36 door opening, and I'm thinking, okay, I have a bad back. One day I'm going to be in a wheelchair. My mom's in a wheelchair. I'd like her to come to visit. And then I got thinking, what washroom is she going to use? If we did have, if we were able to bring her in, and the master bathroom, the door is 24 inches. So how the heck am I going to get? A wheelchair in that now i'm that's assuming i'm going to be in a wheelchair but if i'm with a walker or if you're going to take me out feet first out of this house yeah i want to be able to access it so like who dropped the ball on right. that but i'm, bl- yeah, I'm but, blaming myself but, but it's true like why can't we just make a 34 inch door or a 30, exactly or a 36 I don't, inch I, don't, I guess bathrooms were smaller when they first came up with the width of a bathroom door and you could only it was kind of like just in. taking the outhouse and bringing it inside uh, something <laughs> i don't know what why. We're doing. but yeah it, like i don't get it if i remodel if i get an opportunity i'll i'll tell the client i go i want to make the door 30 but yeah. i even at 30 it's still not big enough it's not and you know yeah. what and here's the thing at new build it's hardly any it's just like a small percentage of cost it's very it's very small when you have to modify, it's different sure because it you're dealing like my old bungalow. And, you know, and I had a really interesting conversation with a paramedic. So we think about this just from our own perspective, but we never think about people that come in delivering appliances, delivering furniture. Right. So in this paramedic, it was happened to be a woman, and she said to me, you know, one of the things that's most challenging for us is those staircases that kind of curve up to those, you know, those newer homes that have yeah. those staircases that curve. She says... You can't imagine how hard it is for us to get up and down those with a stretcher. Right. Or try getting into my 1953 bungalow with a stretcher into the back bedroom. You can't. The right. hallway's 
too narrow right. when it turns. Like there's no turning radius. So, so we don't think about how others use our space. And so, you know, I think about not just myself living in the space and, and, and hoping to stay here as long as I can, but, and living in it well. Right. Um, but I also think about people coming to it. And then think of the real estate value afterwards. And we're starting to recognize that, you know, those homes are going to get warrant a lot more money at the end. So, are, you know, are the younger generations paying attention to this or they're just yeah, they dismissing are. it? No, they're paying attention they're paying to it because they're paying attention to their parents who are the biggest or their grandparents who are the biggest market right now, the baby boomers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the in the 55 plus category. <laughs> oh, so Proud, I earned every one of my so, wrinkles. So you're 56? Yeah, I'm 56. So um, you're not, is that a boomer or no? I'm a I'm a I'm one of the end of the boomers. I'm like you're right at the very end of the right boomers. At the very right at the very end. end of the elder boomers. boomer. You're an elder boomer. I'm a. I'd like to think I'm a younger boomer. A younger but not, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> elder millennial, younger boomer. Okay. When, did the, when did the boomer start? 47. You're asking yeah, the wrong guy. Yeah, somewhere like that. And I think it's 64 is the end of it. So I'm oh, a wow. I'm a 62. I'm 62. Just made it under. Yeah, I just just 1962. Oh. So I just so I can claim this industry, you know. Yeah. But we're also we're also a generation that is getting a lot of inheritance too. Yes. You know, when your parents are selling their places and going into retirement homes or whatever, you're in, you're inheriting that money, and and so you want to really design your place. And and one thing I love talking about is ageless design. Because as a new aging consumer, I don't want what my mother had. I'll invest in wellness within my space because that's important. I want to be able to have that space adapt to my needs as my needs change. And I want to be able to stay there as long as possible. So you, contractor, renovator, builder, designer, what are you doing to make this happen? Because I'll hire you if you can make this happen for me. I'll, I'll put money on the table for this. Right. And I mean, it's at a least lot, have the conversation. Bring at up, least have the conversation. The same way that you would bring up certain design elements, bring bring up these wellness elements. Ask the questions. Yeah. I've got one designer friend. She per- she recently purchased a uh, little um, VOC air monitoring device. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know we were talking about this earlier before we got on this podcast about air. You don't see it. You don't see the 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 VOCs and the toxins in the air. She pulls out this little device and it spikes if she's cooking, <laughs> like like just something as simple as a toaster, right? Your brown okay. carbon that comes out of your toaster. And she's spiking. And I said, you know, that'd be great if you went out on a call to a client and you started talking about your indoor air quality just and how to improve it. Right. Just bring that little device and say, you know, and turn it around and say, okay, we're going to talk about the indoor air quality in your space. And look at the VOCs. That's look at the smart. number. Yeah. You know, this device is costing you 200 Now, it is a B grade. A grades, A grade monitoring air air devices are going to be in the thousands of dollars, but that at least you know a small unit like that in your toolbox gets the conversation going. It starts the awareness. And they might not say, sign right there and say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I want you to fix my you know the air in my home." But I guarantee you, they're going to go to sleep that night and they're going to be thinking about it. The next day they wake up, they're going to be wanting they'll another conversation be, with, what can you, yeah. They're, they're going to be. What, how good is our air in here? How good is that air? But you know, that's, that's what that new aging consumers wants. That's me. That's maybe Jim. I'm not putting Manny but, in but that. No, but no, but as much as I care about that as well, but as much as that's almost a little joke, it thing is, it's a reality. Like It's reality and it's not going away. Like there's. There's reasons why, you, like you said, you sleep a certain way and you wake up a certain way. It has something to do with the environment where you're sleeping. Exactly. What that environment feels and looks like and what it does to your body. Yeah. So people should be conscious of that. They should really be paying attention to options for that instead of just a 12-inch baseboard and all this other great detail. I mean, the aesthetics are important. 
no doubt. Of course, sure. You know, they make you feel great within that space, you know, and, the, yeah. and you feel like, yes, I belong here. Yes, I love this space. You know, that feeling when you walk in somewhere, even if you're in somebody else's home or you're going to see a, a, a home when you're real estating or for God's sake, when you go to Ikea and you go into those rooms and yeah, it's like, it's yeah, I can, I, can, I, I can stay here. I can just like, the <laughs> <laughs> next day you're still there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that's that whole feeling of aesthetics and why that's important and that plays on you, on you too and that affects, you know, that gives you a positive feeling. And so that's what we're always trying to strive for is that positive serotonin feeling within that environment. And, you know, and so whatever you can do as trades to enforce or enhance that is, is going to serve you well and your business well. What are some of the biggest culprits that people don't even realize that they're contributing to a bad environment? Oh, it's definitely the, it's definitely hundred percent the air, air, air. And so you're bringing in like your body itself, um, you're, you're omitting formaldehyde and that, but it's, it's the products that you're bringing in. So if you look at, for instance, products that have the fire resistant fire stain, stain yeah. resistance fire, like those are highly toxic, Yeah. you know? So it's the, all those elements that you're bringing There's in all for kinds that, of that, off that off tons, okay. tons from the carpet. But that's that new car smell that new. That's it. Yeah. My mother, she's 95. <laughs> she says, but I like that smell, but mom, that smell is so toxic. You have no idea yeah you know that's when when those are released like but you're talking to a lady who's 95 who's clearly made it through life right? yeah <laughs> but i'll tell you she never drove she never owned a car <laughs> she did but you know what if you looked at our home you'd see we didn't have a lot it was very natural inside she's european mentality you know she's yeah, the I vegetable mean, and, garden and, and cooking you know my parents were all well in their 90s when when they passed yeah. away and it's part and genes again, well, it is totally, yeah. but you go back to that, and I was talking to somebody about this, you know, not long ago, and it is, it's just a simple, simple life. Mm -hmm. It's a simple life. Right? We didn't have, the homes then actually breathed, because there was no insulation in them. Yeah. The air went through. Mm -hmm. And so you had, your, you had your change of air, whether you wanted it or not, right? And then you didn't have mold, because everything could breathe it we could only breathe. had yeah. mold when we as locked soon us down as, right yeah. as soon as we started to seal up everything yeah it's you know let's all seal it up but nobody knew till 20 years down the road what you know an actual vapor barrier you're going to seal still the cold air is getting in yep. yeah. you're going to condensate on sure on the cold side of the of the vapor barrier you don't see it on the inside until much later years down the road and now you have the mold behind the wall. But that's that's like a lot of products. Look at when I pulled up the carpet in my basement. I've got those eight by eight asbestos tiles downstairs. Right. Like the oh. whole everybody's got those. In, well, in my right. neighborhood, they do. Oh, yeah. You know, and so all those different kinds of products we didn't know until later. But you know, how much did they contribute to, you know, affecting our health? And right. and it's not going to be immediate. You're not going to see it. Not like when you you know widen a doorway and now somebody can easily access that space. To answer your question. That's the probably air. the air is probably yeah. the number one issue that, that we're I would having think to do. It's the air, yeah. You know, what about dirty electricity? Bringing, well, electricity. I mean, I know about companies like Bullfrog that uses you know wind electricity, and but I mean cleaner electricity. Is that a culprit as well, too? No. You know what? I, I can't speak to that because I think that's really talks about, you know, climate control and, and you know, and, and, and the planet and all that stuff. So that I don't have a knowledge on. Okay. Now that you've told me, I'll go in. But when I when I worked in my previous job, we had the the uh, bullfrog. Energy. Um, yeah. Or it's yeah. applied by bullfrog. Yeah. Now, where, did, where does humidity come in to That's the interesting. 
Uh, that was in the comfort, comfort, because you're talking, uh, you know, that the thermal comfort within your space. Right. So humidity is a big problem too. That affects your air. Right. So your air quality. So you've got issues with that too. So you've got to look at the humidity in your spaces too. But what you're, if you're so like we're using steam, uh, steam. Yeah. We're using more and more steam. More and more clients are asking yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah those steam showers. Well, no, steam, steam, steam humidifiers. humidifiers. Oh, see, oh, I see. So right. you're, you're pumping more moisture. Getting some moisture. Yeah, but, but too much moisture is no good. That's the problem. So yeah. that's, right. people think, oh, the more moisture, hey, my skin's going to be more supple, right? right. Like, you know, I won't <laughs> right. have wrinkles happening, but that's not true. You got to balance it. Yeah. You have to have knowledge on that. You can't just go and put more humidity in that space. It's interesting. Like, right. But, but now you're battling two things you're battling yourself, the human. Yeah. And now you're, you want, your you know, the million dollars that you just spent on your house of, wood floors, wood cabinetry, and everything else, you don't want to dry it out because it's all going to crack. You've got to have gotta, that, but, but you've got to have that balance too. Right? Have that to, balance, to what degree right? does that wood right. need a high humidity uh, environment? You know, I'm, I'm familiar with it when it comes to the furniture industry because right. that's, that's my background there. And I know you have to have that dried. Otherwise, the product will crack yeah. if it comes. 37%. It changes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, know you know it. what? You know what? There, there are a lot to take into consideration in the built environment. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have, and I can't quote um, because I'm not familiar. I can't recall his name, but there was a medical doctor in, in the United States that actually said, you know, people that work in the built environment have more impact on their client's health than a doctor does. And I think that's what I'm trying, the message I'm trying to get across is you actually can really impact positively your client's health by understanding wellness and what wellness you're bringing into that environment. And at least if they're not willing to pay for it, at least making them aware that there are options, it's going to cost them a little bit more, but there are options out there. And the more you become educated, the more knowledge you have, um, the easier the conversation becomes. Right. And maybe, you got, and maybe the options are, you got to, you got to throw another word in and say healthier options, right? Yeah. Could right? be healthier. That's great, Jim. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then that would... Well, that, that certainly get me thinking. Right. Geez, am right? I buying this, this you know, particular flooring versus that flooring? Yeah, because I think this I, one is going to be a little healthier. I healthier. think I want that. Right. I think my I like ears that. would perk up more. Of course. You know, say, well, it's here's the language. Your options. Yeah, well, it's the language. Here's some more healthier options, right? You know what? That's a great idea. It's, and we say that in when we talk about aging in place, nobody wants to be stigmatized by age. So we right. call it living in place. Right. And, and I want to hear ageless design. So, you know, it's, it's, we all, you know, we don't want to be stigmatized by any kind of disability or, or progressive condition that we have, regardless right. of what it is, if you've got, you know, lung issues or whatever. And, and that's one thing great about the, that I learned from the well-building standards is when I went through each one of those concepts and they have multiple features inside each concept, it talks about what part of the body it actually affects. So is it your nervous system, your respiratory, your endocrine, you know, all the different, your, your reproductive, all those things are, are affected. All your body systems are affected by your environment. So yeah. having that knowledge, just even a small amount of it is at least going to put you on that, on that road that everybody is shifting yeah. over towards. And they yeah. should. And people are and shifting to it. Just we, be ahead of the game, right? We discussed this last time. It's, everybody's living longer. So That's why right. not invest when you're at a, oh, invest at a certain age? It doesn't matter what age, but just invest for that future because the last thing you want to be is just sitting in a home that's not really a great environment. No, and and you know, and and, and so some of those conversations we had earlier about lighting that affects your mood. It does. So you know, if you can you can improve the lighting for your clients 
and and you know and, and there's so many great new ways to improve it whether it's under cabinetry adding more lighting down the stairs because as we age uh, actually in in your 40s your eyes are starting to age oh yeah and we so, know that so you're, <laughs> yeah. we're we all, all as know we all that. wear readers right now <laughs> but the thing is again there's opportunities there for for your rent for the trades to talk about that with their clients and add more lighting to the stairway Right. You know, you can pretty much take every line item of a, of any kind of project and add, make the healthier version of it. Yeah, for sure you can. Yeah, and we're going to see more and more. I know that there's one designer. I won't mention her name because I don't want to. You know, but I don't know. I haven't Start got a a fight. Permi- I haven't got. No, I haven't got a permission <laughs> to put her name out there yet. But she claims to be the first wellness designer in the GTA. And I say kudos to her. Own it. If you are doing this, go out and own it. Sure. Because people are looking for that. And we're going to see that. We're going to see this popping up at the home shows. We're going to see this popping up everywhere. And before you know it, the consumers are going to start asking, hey, you know, ABC Contracting, you know, what wellness elements do you bring? Do you offer? At least have something you can offer your clients. You should at least have some sort of response. Yeah. Because you should have at least checked it out and inquired about it. Speaking of the trade show, you've got a show coming up in the fall. I've got one every six months it happens. And it's an education-based and it is a livable environment conference. And we do it to educate, bring experts in to talk about color, to talk about lighting, um, so that you can kind of get that whole, you don't have to sit there and watch it because it's all pre-recorded. So you can come back and watch it your own at your own time. It's a three-day event. We talk about products and solutions. And then we have... Uh, we so have, just online? We do. Right now, it was meant to be in person. And it was supposed to be Toronto-centric only, or really a Canadian show. And because of uh, COVID, we ended up going vi- um, uh, virtual. And we ended up getting people in from all over the world attending. You didn't go so viral. It, I want to I say it did go viral. It went viral. It went viral, it went but viral. it was virtual. Like, it was virtual. It went viral. Virtual it did viral. because You know what? I had people calling me from New Zealand saying, I heard about this. You know what? When you put something out there... And that's of interest, and this is definitely of interest. So we had 50 speakers this time. Last time we had 30, and it's growing, and we're already we're putting a call out to speakers now for October. October's theme, so our first one was on indoor air quality. We had Health Canada. We had a whole bunch of academia. There was one guy from, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't recall his name off the top of my head. He ended up, he was a PhD, University of Toronto, focused on indoor air quality. And one of the things he said, the worst thing you could be doing for your clients is telling them to put those scented candles everywhere because that's just putting toxins in the air. And I'm like, how often do we hear that? Oh yeah, you know, put those candles on and make that place smell so nice. And that's one of the worst things you could be doing. So we did indoor air quality. And then the last one, we actually had a really interesting, it was all about the art, science and, um, uh, and beauty of design. And we talked about what we call neuroaesthetics, okay. how our environments make us feel. And we had um, speakers from the John Hopkins yeah. brain. And we had uh, Suchi Reddy from, um, she's a neuro architect out in uh, New York. And we had Don H. Ruggles who, who launched his uh, movie wow. called Built Beautiful. So we were really talking about, you know, the science of design, but we didn't, we still had sessions on accessibility, on living in place. We talked about products and solutions. October's will be focused on sensory design and artificial intelligence coming into the home. So it's kind of giving you some information on that. Jim, I'd love to have you there speaking. Speaking? Yeah. Speaking. People still want to hear Jim speak. We still want to hear from you, Jim, because you've got lots to say. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think I've dominated this podcast. No, but that's what we wanted. We wanted it to be that way. So, you know, we were just talking earlier that, you know, why can't we go to a flooring manufacturer who makes engineered wood floor and say, okay, so 
what are the materials that make this out? I know the last quarter inch is oak, but what's the other five eighths below it? You know, Those chemicals that keep it protected and shiny right. and dull yeah. our cells. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, you know, when we put the the oil on it once we're finished to, to bring that grain out, is it toxic or what is it? Right. Well, you know what? I'm finding myself, I'm finding more and more companies willing to disclose that information. If you ask for it, they will disclose it if they have nothing to hide. It's the ones that don't want to let you know because it's got a bunch of toxins in it. And then right. you've got a question like, okay, well, you know what? You're not, you're making it really difficult for me to understand what's in this product, but you have a right. And let's look at, so part of that wellness training, we learn a lot about the, um, about California standards because they've got one of the highest standards. I just had a designer call me the other day and she asked me if I knew about P65. She's buying an electric fireplace and there's a warning label on it. And I'm like, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the lead that's in the, um, the copper um, fittings. Right. So there's some lead in there. So they've got, the, they've got and this is electric fireplace. And so they've got these warnings, but these is, this is the California Public, uh, Department of Public Health. They've got a, like furniture labels, all kinds of, they've got really high standards. And we look at that. We look at ASHRAE standards for, for heating and for air. We look at um, CARB. You know, like there's a whole bunch of different standards that are out there. And materials, when they get imported into this country, they have to disclose that information. That information's available. And if you look at what they, you know, anything that's approved by the California Public uh, Department of Public Health, they've got really strict regulations and so they you have to disclose that information so the information exists it's whether or not you, you think to ask for it or to look for it but once you start finding it you're going to build your list of products that are more sustainable that are are well and you may not use them all the time but at least you've got that option if your clients do want that why yeah. aren't they stepping forward here and i mean california is strict but why aren't other places like toronto and other places across canada just as strict I don't know. if not it's more a good, it's a good question That's we never political? have been it starts to become a political i would think it, it has, has something to. i don't know but we, and we do we, we do have some pretty good standards like csa we've got yeah. some good standards yeah. here too which by the way i forgot to mention is the csa and the canadian mortgage and housing corporation are working on accessibility standards that are going to be coming out really for the residential home so when i talk about residential i'm talking single family right. or or low you know I'm not talking low rise. Low rise. I'm not yeah. talking the multi unit. Yeah, yeah. Because that falls into another section. But they of the have code. strict standards too, because they have to have them, aren't they? High Who? rise. No, they have a small percentage. What is it? Fifteen percent or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's something like fifteen percent. But it's okay. not. It's not. Uh, it's not strict, strict like the way commercial. They do have to have them, that's, and there are. That's there are. So I don't work in that area. Commercial but they do have. office space has much stricter guidelines than. A residential high-rise space. I believe yes. Yeah. When I took my recants yeah. and training. But yeah. that's kind of. But except for the lobby. Yeah, common uh. areas would be probably fall under the same. But within the spaces, I think you only need fifteen percent. Daniel's Corporation is doing a lot more yeah. than fifteen percent. But in, in a high-rise residential, you spend just as much time inside that space as you would if you're in low-rise or a yeah, home. Yeah, but it doesn't apply. It's a different. It's under the. Yeah. It's, they can't. They don't have the space because you know. Look what they're putting. Four and five, six hundred square, square foot, foot units. So they have. To you know, it'll be interesting. My son lives in one of those five hundred square foot units. I could never live in that small right. of environment. A, you're in a closet. The stress and the fact that you can't—you're so limited in what you can bring into your life. You can't, you know, things that you enjoy. Even a bicycle, if you like to cycle, it's hard to keep one in the in it's the. In your living there. room. Yeah, it's in your living room. Yeah. It'll be interesting to to do when they eventually do studies on what, um, how those people 
thrived within those spaces or did it affect them negatively or positively? And he yes. didn't, never uses his balcony. But then again, why would you? I can't imagine the particular matter that comes off the highway because he's like fairly close to the uh, 401, or he was fairly oh, close 401. to 401. All that off well, gassing that, that, and everything. That film on the yeah, railing. Yeah, he's breathing all that in. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, to go back to it, I mean, you know, there's that information is available. And any of that product that comes into the country, they have to disclose that. So you can ask for it. If you're going yeah. to get a hard time, you know, not getting the answers, you might want to think twice. But what I can tell you is a lot of companies, I'm talking to a lot of companies that are looking at improving product, everything from building materials to, you know, shower heads, like, you know, like Kohl, look at what Kohler's doing. I, I did a shout out there. Sorry, I didn't no, mean no, to. No, no, it's totally but, fine but, because but, we yeah, respect yeah, what they're doing. But, yeah, they're doing yeah. but they're doing some pretty cool things, like, you know, adding those night lights into the toilets. And they even, yes. you can even warm your feet. There's an automatic fan that comes yeah. on. And they're talking about how the kitchen is no longer just the, the, the hub of the home. It's the nerve center of the home. So to go back I've to I've always it. called it the heart of the home. I yeah, mean, but it's become the nerve center because yeah. it's got all that technology that's happening there and so many different things happening. And, and so where I'm going with this is that we are going to see manufacturers and just uh, manufacturers either inventing new products or improving new products. And we're going to see that happen in, within, this, within a 10-year span because there's a race to come who's going to have the better product out right. to market. Are you concerned about this also getting muddy? It Pe will. It will because you've got marketing people like me. They'll come in and they'll just start to sell you a bunch <laughs> of, course. of horse crap. Absolutely. That We've may not necessarily be well. Absolutely. We're right. going to see that. And that's why you have to do your own due diligence. And some people will, will really feel passionate about this because it's something that they do already in their homes. I've talked to, I've talked to some contractors that are vegan or that they eat healthy lifestyle like they've they're millennials and they're young and they they really want to bring that health in they've got young kids and they see that and so i could see them picking this up really quickly that's what so I others may earlier not that i think the millennials will jump on this jump more over so this. than than we will right yeah and that's okay yeah no you know? yeah once they get going then you know, the, we're, out, we're passing right? the baton on to them, right? right. Well, I'm closer to retirement, but um, before but I... But they're still 40, 50 years away from... But that's what that's how long this stuff takes. Yeah, yeah it takes a true. long time. Like, look how long this the green thing's been out. It's been out a lot, but I mean, I get I get discouraged because it's been muddied, I think. Well, I don't know what to believe. But here's the thing 90s? about wellness, is you have the control over this. Right. You have the control. Like you said, you it's your body. You it's not just your body or your clients that you're looking out for, but you can you can do the deeper dive into curating your list of products that you want to offer in your wellness package. And so it's up to you to find that information. And yeah, is it going to get muddied? But you've got to know the right questions to ask right. and the people to connect with, that, that circle of people who yeah. are going to share information. I, can, I picked up the phone and I asked my designer friend what that little device was, and she said it's a Katera. The, the VOC monitoring. Well, she went and she did her research and she's, you know, she's one of those re research junkies. So I'm pretty sure whatever she's come up with on that, if that's the product she chose, she's done her due diligence. So I like her that she's in my circle because I didn't, you know, it's kind of fast track. Now I just go and buy it. But you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of information out there. It's your circle of people that you connect with that are going to help you. Those round tables that you guys did, you know, sharing information with each yeah. other. There's so much work out there. There's so much work. I just, I think the idea of working together and sharing information is a good thing. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%. Before yeah. you got here, I was just mentioning to her about the roundtables way back when, and we were thinking about bringing them back. 
yeah, get him all no, back we, into the well, morning again. Well, when you left, yeah. we were talking about it. Yeah. Well, okay, all right. There we go. I got a seat at the table. <laughs> you got a seat. That's Perfect. right. But you know what I love? I go out, and this is where I'm a little bit different, is I go out and I speak to the decorators, and I learn what they're doing. I speak to the interior designers. Then I speak to the architects. I'm part of the architect association, not just in Toronto, but across Canada. And then I speak to the renovators and the contractors, and then I'm speaking to the builders. I do it the predominantly residential, but then I'm also a volunteer with the Canadian structure, uh, the Canadian um, Specifiers Construction Association, and and they've got relationships with the women in construction, and like got you know, it. see, they're all connected. And so I I I listened to all these different groups in their silos talking. I bring it back, and then I share it with my community. But I don't just do it in Canada. I'm talking to, right now I'm talking to the Nordic countries. Believe it or not, Denmark, Finland, Sweden, they're interested in bringing product into Canada for this. Wow. So I've had great conversations with them. This morning I got an email from uh, Panasonic wanting to, to talk to me about um, bringing in speakers from Japan because Japan's got the oldest, one of the oldest populations in the world and they've Blue been zones. doing this forever. Yeah. Australia, this is part of the building code in Australia to have not, not so much the wellness, but the aging in place. It, that, That's they part of their building code? Part, it's in their building code. Uh, another reason why I like Australia. Yeah. So, you know, so, so you look at the UK, I've got opportunities there. So all that information I can bring back. And do I use it? No, because I don't build and I don't design, but I educate and I share that information. And I love sharing that. That's what that's who, what I who love. Who are to the do. early adopters? Like, are they the designers, the renovators? Who's who's actually embracing this really well? I think um, that's a good question. That's a tough question to answer because I I like to think it was probably a lot of the designers and the architects more so, and it's trickled down now into the the builders. To the builders. I mean, look at you know, especially you talk about the builders. I think it's the Just, builder who will get the word out yeah. more so than. Designers, architects. Perhaps, yeah. Right. Yes, yes, because as they're building, like like Andrew Guido with his earth homes, yeah. as he yeah. builds those, they're he's going to get product. a lot they're, of attention. They're cutting it, they're yeah. fabricating it, they're, you know, so they're getting hands on with yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. And he's sure. going out and he's analyzing all these different products to see. And so, you know, those are the kinds of people you want to follow. They're the leaders, they're the change makers. Yeah. And not everybody wants to be in the role of change maker, but, you know, you do want to, you, you do want to. You're part of this community, so you want to say, I made a difference. I like this. I'm pumped about this. I like oh, that yeah. you came I, up with the healthy. You can phone me anytime. We can talk about this. Yes, yeah, that was a good one, Jim. That uh, was good. The, the healthy, the line item, the healthy version or the healthy option. I like that. Yeah. Start putting that on the line. What, what you got 270 items on your list? Yeah. Like when you're buying a home from Jim? It was like. 270 plus whatever now it just jumped to 300 yeah or go. more <laughs> or more, <laughs> or more. Yeah. <laughs> healthy version put it yeah. under the options healthy options yeah it's kind of like the the grocery store the restaurant you still got that healthy option on the, yeah. on the yeah. menu every yeah. once in a while you dabble in there just to kind of fool yourself to think exactly. you're healthy right? yeah. <laughs> yeah have a salad instead of that steak yeah <laughs> oh okay it's been good it's been great it's good to see you again linda I'm happy to be here. It's good to see you. It's great to come out here in person. Yeah, no, this is... Yeah. What a great this space, is. this uh, VentureX. VentureX, office space. Virtual office, basically. Cool. Yeah. You get the user space. There are boardrooms and record a podcast whenever That's you fantastic. need to. fantastic. I think we're the only ones that are doing podcasts in here. Well... But... Yeah. I think we're probably the only people in here. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I've seen some people trickling along here. Trickling along, keeping their distance. I yeah. see that exactly. too. Exactly. I see that too. So Linda, again, so livable environment, and then it's livablecanada.com. Livable Canada. Yeah. Linda yeah. at livablecanada.com. And on social media, it's livable 
underscore by underscore design livable Canada is the other Instagram. So you got two accounts yeah. that you're handling. I've got, you know what? I've got actually more than that. But um, if you just go to livablecanada.com, you'll get all the information, all, the information all my phone there. number, my cell numbers there, my email. I, I share it with everybody because you know what? I love to help people. So if you've got a question, if you want to figure out how to get into this wellness world, if you have a question, if you've got a client that's talking about this and you don't know how to handle that, I've got tons of information. I'm happy to forward off to you, and uh, I'm kind of a, a hoarder of research and information. So, Did I ask you when you were last on the show, because you've been doing this for 12 years, did I ask you what was the spark? What got you into this? I Let me think this through. Okay, yes. No, I don't think you I did. don't think I asked no, you that. No, no. no. So, I was, so my dad was a contractor, landscaper, a stonemason, an old timer. And, um, and he worked in the trades, and, and that was part of our, our, our life at home. And when I was in high school, and back in the 70s, I really, really wanted to be an architect. I took building construction. I, really, I rocked building construction. <laughs> I rocked it. I could swing a hammer. I was hands-on. Awesome. Like, I was great. <laughs> but, you know, in the 70s, it wasn't really a time for the girls to be doing that. No, and, and so my, my, my um, passion or interest was to go into architecture. I really liked that. And I was best in my um, uh, drafting class. And so much so, my teacher used to ask to always for my drawings, and I would give them to him, and then I would like it, you know. And I took so where them back. were you raised? Scarborough, went so, to Laurier, in the oh, Guild, you did. Guildwood. Yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. East End I can girl. still see the build. Uh, you know, I don't remember anything of the high school except my building construction and my uh, drafting classes, the, those technology classes. Loved it, but my dad, great heart, bless us all. He said to me, "You're not. You, I'm not. I don't want you to go into architecture because it's truly a man's world." And it was. And unless you have a connection, let's be fair and honest. Unless you had a connection, it was going to be tough for me because I had no connections. So I went into marketing, and the funny thing is, is you know, all these years later, I find myself in this world, and I'm so so excited about it, and to be part of it because it was always something I wanted to be Which part of. Full circle, right? I came full circle, but <laughs> yeah. here's the thing: is you know, bless my dad's soul because he was the kindest guy. Like he was Gordon Lightfoot's gardener. Like he was a nice guy. He was <laughs> nice. a nice guy. He he and he loved nature and he loved being outside. And I remember as he was he unfortunately um, died of cancer. But when in his last days, he said to me, he said, you know, Linda, he said. I still don't know what you do. <laughs> and I said, you see, Dad, if you would have let me be an architect, it wouldn't have, we yeah. wouldn't be having this conversation. But instead, I went into marketing. He didn't understand marketing. He just knew, <laughs> getting my business cards, do my brochure, yeah. do those magnetic things that stick on my truck. It's <laughs> funny. But you know what? It's, it's a great industry. We need, we need this industry. It, it really does affect everybody. And there's great opportunities, and I just think that, you know, we need to stay ahead of, you know, what the consumers are going to be wanting. We need to own that, not the consumers. It's true yeah. that this actually will become part of the building code. Eventually, one it day, it has to be. It will be. Because we're all going to get to a certain age that it's going to just affect a huge it's, portion it's of the market. It's not just how our homes, it's not just about accessibility, so we're already moving yeah. that way. Yeah. It's not just about aging in place, living in place, if you don't have a disability. It's, it's not about that. It's... Think of this, the government and the money that they're putting into the healthcare system, if they can offset that to the home and make that home that place to recover. Yeah. The virtual doctor will see you now. You know how you know those yeah. those therapies that we're putting into the bathroom thanks to these, you know, great um, you know, companies that are manufacturing and putting, you know, those those steam showers in and all those great things that are really helping us live, you know, and enjoy and feel that comfort, that connection to nature within our space. If that's gonna help us be proactive at our health, you better believe the government's going to jump on that because it takes yeah. takes the burden off them, right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you, and then, you would and like then to you think, let, and then you, you just like let the hospitals do whatever what they should do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't want to end up in a retirement home or long-term care unless I have to. You know, unless if I'm heading that oh, way, that's kind know, of the last frontier, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and I know we've been talking a lot about all of this today, but when you think about people with dementia, and it's on the rise, twenty-five percent growth every year. It's predominantly women that are getting it. Um, and, and, and the age is getting younger. And the age is getting younger. When your loved one is, is diagnosed with that, what can we do to keep them in their home longer? Yeah, sure. And we're using, you know, different things like color. And there's different right. things that we can do to keep them safe and, and so on. So, you know, that understanding. And that's when the homeowner's picking up the phone. And now who are they going to call? Like, who... who <laughs> That's a line we all know. Who are we going to call? <laughs> We're no, all but, old enough to know what that means, yeah, but there's but a certain segment of this that market. That won't know. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but the bottom line is, it's like, who do you call? And who's going to help you with that? Right. So that's why, you know, if you are in the built environment and you see and that it's opportunity. Also a, it's a last resort. At that point, you're, you're fumbling. Yeah. You're fumbling to get certain things done when you shouldn't be fumbling. You should already be preparing for all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it's a big conversation. It's one that's not going to end for a long time. I'll probably be retired and you guys will still be talking about this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, but you know what? I'm I'm really happy. Bottom line is, is if anybody wants information, wants help, wants me to point them to different courses because I've taken a lot of them and having an alphabet soup after your name means nothing. It's the knowledge that you have and you know, and really what it comes down to at the end of the day, it's the community you build. And it's, and, and it's the connections that you have so that when you are stuck and you need that information, you've got somebody you can talk to. Like you, Jim, you could be a consultant in this industry easily with your knowledge. Yeah, no, I mean, this, is, this stuff really interests me for sure. So, yeah. it's been a great. Because I'm the one that's going to need it <laughs> soon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty close. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, the truth is, watch that me stand up. Everybody's to up. going to get there. Well, if yeah. you're lucky enough, everyone's yeah, going to get there. Yeah, but you know. There. I mean, we could keep this conversation going for a long time today, but, but hey, you know what? It's not about age. You can be young. Look at, look at my first uh, keynote speaker was Unstoppable Tracy. She was born a four-way amputee. She's had to modify her home every step of the way, putting the money in her, out, taking the money out of her pocket, not getting hired because she was a four-way amputee. Who wanted to hire her in the, you know, back in the 70, in 70s, yeah. 80s? She's around just about younger than me. 70s, 80s, 90s, you know? So she's now finally bought her first home she called on me and she said, could you help advise me because the bathroom's not working and this isn't working and that's not working and she hasn't even got the money and I'm thinking, okay, you know, who can I call on from my network that might want to put some product there? It's a great story. It's going to pick up a lot of media for her. And, you know, and she's, I guess she went out and she bought her place in um, St. Catharines or Cambridge. I think she's in Cambridge. She just literally got it a week ago. But I look at the house and I think this is, this is so challenging for her. It is. But you could be born that way. You could have something temporary. When my son got hit by a car, no, don't think I'm a bad mom, please, when I say this. <laughs> it was his birthday. We're in Scarborough. He's R.H. King Collegiate. He's jaywalking, served him right. He gets nicked by a car running across the street. Sir, it served him right. It served him right. Is that the part where you said don't? Yeah. Think I'm a, okay. It's, well, no, actually, it's coming. So, <laughs> oh, there's more. Oh, yeah. So, so he gets thrown, literally thrown up in the air and down. He breaks his leg, and he's at the hospital with his buddies. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sitting here for nine hours waiting for you to get uh, a cast on. He comes home, but the best part, he's trying to make it up two steps at the back door. I'm talking two steps. Oh my God. 
oh my God, his mother standing there howling. I was howling, <laughs> howling. He had to get on his ass and drag himself into the house. I was howling because it was hilarious, the, the funniest thing to try to see him navigate the stairs. And he was almost in tears. Like, how could you be so cruel? I mean, I guess because I knew he was safe. Just just <laughs> had a broken a, leg. But the thing is, is just, <laughs> just a broken so, leg. But I, here's the thing. Is, I think we have something for you, Linda. I think it's an award. <laughs> yeah. The worst mom of the year award. But here's well, the thing. Well, actually being truthful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll own it. But, but he couldn't even make two steps up. Because that was something he wasn't used to. Like, he was in a lot yeah. of pain, the Your crutches. Life can just there was no, it changed. Now, I'm not gonna even get into how we had to, sh- like, how he had to shower and bathe and all the plastic I had to wrap him in to keep that cast dry. But, you right. know, when I got rid of the tub in my home, everybody said to me, Are you kidding? That's gonna drop the real estate value considerably. I didn't care. You know what? I didn't wanna step into that hazard zone. I wanted that walk-in shower. Yeah. I wanted zero threshold, and I got what I wanted. I don't need nice. the tub. And the next person, they're going to rip the house down and do what they want anyway. Or they may need it. Or they may, hey, they will need it. Yes. They'll appreciate it. So where I'm going with this, it's not an age thing. Anybody could could need this. That's why we want to do it. We want to make those spaces adaptable with regardless of what life throws at you. And if you're not doing it for yourself, think of people who are coming to visit or small kids or whatever. It all falls under that wellness umbrella as far as I'm concerned. And, and I guess it'd be a lot easier for drunken friends too, huh? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm just, just put, just it put, put handrails on both sides of the steps when they because they have to when they go down they got to come back Fewer up. Fewer YouTube videos, you know what I mean? Oh like they, they actually survive. People are watching it, going, "Oh, it's going to be a car crash there." Oh no, look, he made it because it's wellness home. <laughs> it's a wellness, wellness home. home. <laughs> when did you get the escalator in? <laughs> no, don't laugh. Wouldn't that be hilarious? We never thought we'd see elevators as common as we do in homes now. Right, it's true. A lot of the two yeah. homes we're doing now both are you it's doing multi standard. multi-generational too not yet there's a lot of that happening multi-generational yeah. but it's funny because when you look at the floor plans a lot of the times they're doing exactly the same thing on both sides not thinking this is the nanny suite or i have had some people say oh we're doing a nanny suite it's in the basement gotta love that one that makes no sense yeah, right i know well, but they're not I mean, th- because they because they're not thinking about how those people are going to use those spaces. They're right. just thinking about creating a unit downstairs where the nanny's going to... But your I'm nanny not... suite's going to turn into your multi-generational suite eventually, yeah. right? That's yeah. the idea. I mean, if yeah. we put it that way, yes, that's... Or granny all, suite, the... or granny suite. Yeah. I guess I should have called it a granny suite, the granny right. suite in the basement. Like, yeah. I can't climb those stairs. God. Yeah. <laughs> I used to laugh at my mom when she had to crawl... Put her in the pit. I laugh a lot. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> She'd crawl up the stairs with her laundry basket one step at a time. Oh, I see yeah. a theme in your family, yeah? Yeah. I'm, I got a, th- I got a, a mean streak in me, right? Jeez. Don't hurt yourself, because I'll start laughing. No, because I'll start crawling. <laughs> no, and I'll start laughing. <laughs> did, we, uh, did we do the 12 questions with you? No, or? let's do it. We never did the 12 questions. Oh, we did last time. Did we? Uh, I think we did. I think we made did. I probably had like crickets. Radio no. silent. I'm like, hmm, don't know how to answer that. Let's do these questions Ask here. me a few. Okay, what is your favorite <laughs> construction word? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I haven't That's been on a good const- one. Oh, my I, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> OMG. It's going to be the F word. You right. Said, you said I wasn't allowed to use that. No, you're allowed to oh, do whatever you fuck. want. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a good one. What is your least favorite construction word? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, go over those ones. I just no. Give me another one. Give me another one. What What do you <laughs> want in construction? Oh, you know what? The sound, sound of construction. I like sound. I love the sound. I love hearing all that just stuff. Just the hustle I love and bustle it. of construction. The hustle and bustle. The guys. I just want to be there, swinging the hammer with them. 
or using the tools. I love it. I love when I hear all the sounds. What turns you off in construction? You know what? Uh, right now, when I see, um, and it's in my own neighborhood, when I see nothing happening on the site, that's real. A site that, that started and then it and just nothing, paused. Nothing. And I mean paused for like weeks and there's nothing. You got to wonder what's going on. Yeah, that's sad for me. I hate yeah. seeing that. I hate seeing I like to see them go. And I'm always amazed at how buildings, you know, are built and how, how, well, I like to think that they're straight and how they do that. Like I'd never really, I never took a course in that. I never learned that. And so it's always amazing for me to see that whole development and the sounds mm -hmm. of all that and the people there and working and that, that I love. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? Oh, I, I already... You already shared it. It's the F word I use What's your time. favorite... It's a great word because you can use it in so many different it's ways. Sign, exactly. It's a sign of intelligence. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? There's a Netflix, there's a Netflix uh, documentary on that word. I love it. It's the best <laughs> word ever. What is your favorite car, truck, bike, vehicle? Okay, so I, if I could have any... Well, I'd love to have a Maserati, but I think my favorite would be... Absolutely, it would be a car right now, and it would have to be an Alfa Romeo. I think I want that. I definitely want that. So I, I don't want a truck because I had a truck my whole life, grocery shopping in a truck. What? Like, what? So you notice there's nothing green. <laughs> no, no. Wait a second. You wait can a get the, the gas powered. A Prius. You can a Prius, get the, right? I think, no, 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 no. I'm not driving a Prius. A Tesla? No, no a Tesla. No. No, no, right? no, no. I like the, the 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 body of that Alfa Romeo, and I love the engine sound of a Maserati. Well, which Alfa Romeo oh, are we yeah. talking about here? It's the new. It's the 2016. I had a, I had one back in the 80s. I had one. Uh, a spider. I, I had a, a Quattrofolio spider back in the 80s, and I loved it. Oh, I loved it's it. It's a cool car. It's a cool car. It's got a very sexy yeah. body to it. Yeah. What is your least favorite car truck? Well, I have to say, um, well, any of those little tiny ones that oh, i don't smart? know what smart what are those things the smart cars they're kind of creepy they are <laughs> creepy <laughs> that's gotta be i will never just get as long dead. as they are wide yeah those things yeah I, i'd never never even if i had to if i was desperate i would say just yeah keep going it's a coffin with wheels it looks much. like it's scary <laughs> right what is uh what construction sound or noise do you love i think i want to say i there's so many of them, but I like the sounds of, of the, I love the sounds of the jackhammer. I don't, <laughs> really? my dad actually, really? my dad actually, yes, I do. And I don't know why, but my dad, back when he was 1947, when he came to Canada, he started up a, a wrecking company called National Home Wreckers. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that name for marketing, That's right? Beautiful. I still, I still have his metal sign and RU, and his phone wreckers. number was RU72811. That was back in the day when we didn't have wow. a 416. National Home Wreckers. And I think, you know what, that, that smashing, that demolishing is great because you know something new is coming back. Yeah. yeah. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Well, silence. I already said that. Silence. The silent sound is the worst sound. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Architecture. No. No. I'm taking that back. Building construction. There you go. I was awesome in my building construction class. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. There is. What when, profession would you not like to do? Um, nursing. I can't mm. stand blood. I mean, I laugh if you get hurt. So how good would that be? <laughs> like seriously, if you get hurt, I'd be laughing. So like, would I can't you help. stop laughing if you see blood? No, but, I'd faint. But broken bones and everything no. else. No, oh is man, right? I can't even look at that. I'd be out of out of there. I like <laughs> worst job ever. I think we got two awards for you. Hang on a sec. Worst job ever. Yeah, nursing. Plastic I have I have a great I have a great appreciation for those people that work in that industry because yes. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And the last one, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, I know what the devil says when I wake up every morning. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the opposite. The opposite. <laughs> Linda, always a pleasure. I know that we want to do some things. With, you know, we'll, we'll be planning some other stuff that we want to do with you. And then, as you said, please reach out. You guys got yeah. questions. Reach out to her. Shoot her an email. Check her out on, on Instagram and also online as well. Just ask her questions, man. Yeah, and I'm start a free resource. This. Add this to your, to, your, to your arsenal. Yeah. Add it. Add it to your toolbox, guys yeah. and girls. Yeah. 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 I told you I'm going uh, to uh, support the women in construction. You were mentioning that. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. There's a lot of, like, I can't believe how many associations you're actually working with. Hey, look at uh, Carpenters, the Carpenters um, uh, group, Mike York, up there. I don't know if you know Mike York. No, no, Jim, you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, he's yeah. up at the Carpenters Union. 27. Yeah, Local 27. And, and he's got a lot of women coming in for um, doing construction. Yep. And, That's and awesome. he really promotes that. I love that. I love yeah. that. You know what? I wish that would have been around. I think I probably would have ended up taking my dad's um, over his construction landscaping business. Oh, wow. That would I would have loved yeah, that. Cool. I, I think about it an awful lot. And I think, you know, you got to go after what you're, what's inside of you, your passion. So yeah. fortunately, I have found it again with this being marketing and back with the architects and the builders and, and really focusing on aging in place. It's all kind of come full circle in wellness because it, it, it really makes a difference in everyone's life, not just the homeowners, but in right. the in the guys that are doing or the girls and the guys that are doing the work, the manufacturers that have the product. So it's it's really well, a I think, sweet I think, spot I think, for I think me what to be you're in. doing is going to bring you out onto the job site anyway. So I have been on the job site. I just need get to get right my into it, right. I used to have my work boots and my helmet and I used to go out. We used to do volunteer for uh, habitat and and other things yeah Yeah, you know so it's time to get back out there as soon as this covid ends for me i'll be able to get back out good for you so but thanks guys i'm really happy to be here thank you very much yeah so nice to see you again and then we'll stay in touch absolutely thanks jim thank you that's it i think we're out of here now all right done okay thanks everyone tune in next week